Hello, and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Bridget Hovell. And I'm Mackenzie Chapman, and this is The Chicklet, a mini episode of Chick Flicks where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today, we are talking about Dune. The latest adaptation of a science fiction classic is directed by Denis Villeneuve and stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, and Oscar Isaac as members of a feudal family who are tasked with stewarding a desert planet called Arrakis. Giant sandworms, hallucinogenic dust, warrior nuns, and the beginnings of a holy war ensue in what is hopefully the first of two movies. But we saw this movie together Mm -hmm. on Friday, and we're here to talk about it now after waiting many, many years. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should, like, give our backstory of Dune. So one of our toxic traits in college. (laughs) Well, our first, our most toxic trait was bullying, uh every boy in charge of music to play Beyonce, which, you know, in hindsight was not, not I guess not, not that toxic. toxic. It was just, it was a, it was a gift and to the as party. as much bullying as two kind of quiet, you know, yeah. nerdy girls could bully. Uh, you know. uh, and our second one was just uh, really getting into Dune facts yeah. and opinions at parties. Yeah, yeah def- who did, okay, I'm now remembering the boy we talked to about Dune with, uh, and that specific party. But yeah, we both got into Dune. Mackenzie, when did you first read the book? I read it in high school and I really, really liked it. Um, I recently read it again this year in preparation for the movie coming out. And I was like, man, yeah, (laughs) totally. I read it eight, I guess like eight or nine years ago at this point. And so I was, I can remember the broad strokes of the plot, but, um, Mm -hmm. not a lot of the details i certainly don't remember a lot of the special words <laughs> but i had also seen the david lynch version mm-hmm. and i saw jodorowsky's dune which is a documentary about alejandro jodorowsky who tried to make what was the first adaptation of the movie what would have been the first adaptation of the movie but his vision for it was basically too expensive and it never got made um mm-hmm. so this it's kind of like there's been a curse over dune adaptations you know david lynch's was kind of like bombed and he wanted to remove his name from it because he mm. thought it kind of didn't uh he didn't have like total control over the production of the film so and then this movie was supposed to come out what feels like two years ago at this point maybe a year and a half Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you predicted that Timothy Chalamet was going to be that, Paul. That's true. Right after I saw Call Me By Your Name, uh, I think the news that Denny Villeneuve <laughs> was making this movie came out, and I was like, well, it's got to be that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and you were and right. I was right. Um, so we were on the same You line. have a credit. Yeah, I do have a credit. It's, it's the tweet. And uh, it's all the Timothy Chalamet stan accounts that found my tweet and were like, thank you, Bridget. <laughs> like, I had something to do with it. Um, which I really didn't, but, uh, you know, it's just predicted where a young maybe star did. was going. Yeah, maybe they, like, did market research and they had people <laughs> at WB, like, Googling Timothy Chalamet Dune, question mark, and my tweet came up. <laughs> but perhaps not. Um so Mackenzie, let's get into it. What did you think of Dune 2021? You know, I really liked it. I um I thought that it I I was super glad that it's in two parts. Like hopefully the second gets made, but I just like do not think there is enough room to do um 
everything in one movie and i think that there are definitely like natural breaks in the book where you can like make that jump um i think that you know i had speculated for a really long time about like where that cut would be and i think it was a little earlier than i had it was just a little bit earlier than i had expected um but you know whatever i'm interested i'm still curious to see how they're gonna like pick it back up and how the pace of the second Mm -hmm. one will be if they make it i hope they do um but i think that because it was two movies you know planned to be two movies they were able to fill in parts of the book that just like were sort of glossed mm. over. I felt like um, and like make the world a little richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that I I really liked how the characters, especially Paul, seemed more. He seemed more like a kid. Yeah. And he seemed more, like, um, emotional and just, like, um, fun. So I also watched David Lynch's Dune last night because I hadn't seen it in years and didn't remember any of it. And I was surprised at how similar it was in a lot of, like, the plot beats, Mm. actually. Um, But I would say that David Lynch's Dune is, like, silly, but this Dune... Uh, was like fun Mm -hmm. in a way that I think is owed to the like characterization that was like allowed for Paul and you know some of the other side characters definitely I agree and I think we talked about this when we were leaving the movie theater that the book was written in the 60s I believe Um, Mm -hmm. and it can kind of I think a lot of people when this movie uh you know, when the trailers were first released, I think a lot of young people tried to get into Dune. There was, like, this genre of TikTok of people being like, this is the <laughs> fucking driest book to read ever. Uh, you know, it's like a heavy-duty sci-fi book. And yeah. it's it's uh, it's not Star Wars, where everyone's, like, mm-hmm. like a roguish hero who with lots of, like, quips and jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not funny, funny or fun, really. <laughs> Um, there's like a lot of weird religious terminology and dense, uh, language to get into. So they definitely tried for this movie to kind of lighten some of that up. And I think it was an improvement. Um, like you were, like you were saying, we were laughing about an exchange where Paul and his mom, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, AKA Lady Jessica are in the desert together (laughs) after escaping, um, an attack on their home. And Timothy Chalamet turns to Rebecca Ferguson and is like, "You good?" Uh, and she like nods. And I was like, "Okay, that was that was maybe an ad lib uh, that made it in, or maybe they were just trying to make everybody like just sound a little more human um, and realistic." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another way they accomplished that in this film was through the um, the set design. Um, I think with sci-fi sometimes you can kind of either go this really like um you can think of the future in a way where like people kind of inhabit spaces that are chrome and clean and um alien but i think they did a really good job at showing even though this is thousands of years in the future that like dwellings are still like recognizable to us but it's different it's still like an alien world but you know um you know like there's like 
the Atreides family have like a bullhead in their living room, you know, mm-hmm. like there's these little like yeah. pieces of the humanity that we recognize currently kind of threaded through, yeah. um, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. I thought it was just a gorgeous film to look at. Like we could start, start there maybe like just yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. And I think that like, like we would expect, you know, nothing less from, Denny Villeneuve or yeah. whatever. I I'm just not. It's yeah, French, whatever. so you can just slur through it, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, it. I mean, do you have a favorite set piece? Um, I really enjoyed when they first kind of came to Arrakis. Um, their uh, the families like plane uh rocket ship what's the word i'm looking for spaceship lands and um you know some of the the locals are gathered around and um there's a man playing a bagpipe which goes back to what i was saying about like uh Mm -hmm. just like weird touches of things we recognize threaded throughout this alien world like yeah hell yeah bagpipe um and it just shows like the scale and the alienness of the planet i was laughing though thinking like it's funny that when they land None of them have a reaction like, whew, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, yeah, but what about right. you? Was there any, like, eye feast moment that really caught you? I did. I, um, I mean, I also really liked, like, Caladan. Mm. I think that they also spend more time yeah. there than I remember that they had been there, which I think was nice, was especially nice. having more time. Mm-hmm. I think it just, because it does make, like, the... Uh, you know, introduction of Arrakis just that much more mm-hmm. stark, I guess, compared to Caladan, which is <laughs> um, very lush. So yeah. Arrakis, Arrakis is uh, literally just sand, mm-hmm. and uh, Caladan is like water, mm-hmm. water power. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that one thing that I wish had been given more time or thought uh was the betrayal of dr yue Mm, yeah because i think that that's such a big part of the book and you really feel that betrayal because you're he's like a member of the house yeah you know yeah he's like he's like part of the family almost and um in this movie you are you are just exposed to him a couple times mm-hmm. very briefly and you don't know anything really about his backstory or mm-hmm. anything like that um and so when he does betray the Trades family you're sort of just like well yeah that guy yeah. i don't know him that well <laughs> yeah. totally exactly uh, it was weird yeah i could i that was kind of weird it was like a missing pressure point that they could have amped up a bit um, yeah, especially since I think that sequence of the house being overtaken by Harkonnen forces was like well done, um, and that mm-hmm. it was like kind of frightening and upsetting, uh, and you like yeah. really worried for Paul and Jessica, uh, and for mm-hmm. sweet hot Oscar Isaac to get out of there okay. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the performances in the film? I I really liked them. I thought. Um you know, Timothy Chalamet did a really good job. Like I said, like he seemed more like a kid. I think mm-hmm. that he seemed more like human, which I know is like 
he's not really supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. Like in the book and in the pre the David Lynch version, he's just very like he is like emotionless yeah. almost. Very and he remote. he when he becomes the Kwisatz Haderach, which is like this messiah figure sort of, he, he that's part he's like shocked. Yeah. He was like, I don't have feelings anymore and this is weird. Yeah. Uh but I liked that. Like I don't like that, yeah, I don't so like that I liked either. that he still, you know, had feelings like after Game of Thrones. It, yeah, why? Why does yeah. enlightenment uh, have to mean that you like don't feel as much? It's a right. weird concept that I don't love in a protagonist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw so many. I feel like the whole internet is talking about Dune right now, and I saw <laughs> a letterbox review that was like, "I fucked a witch, and now our son has anxiety." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, like you were saying, I think Timothy Chalamet kind of lends him this, um, like, kind of twitchiness uh, that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. And he's also kind of set up to be, like, this little brother character to a, lot, a few different men in the film. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice I contrast. really liked yeah. that. I liked, to, I liked, like, the relationship between Duncan and mm-hmm. Paul a lot, uh, which is Duncan Idaho is played yeah. by Jason Momoa. They had a really, like cute they just like loved each other yeah. and like it was very like plain to yeah. see and i loved that i, I love men loving men yeah i love that too <laughs> and uh i like they could have done that exactly with like dr yui you could have just gotten a better sense of how he related right. to everyone in the family um another yeah. tweet that someone sent me that i really enjoyed was that uh chalamet's career would benefit a lot from some director realizing that just like jake gyllenhaal he's more believable as a weird creepy snake than a pretty boy leading man and someone else responded like just wait for dune part two <laughs> <laughs> um i yeah i enjoyed him a lot i enjoyed oscar isaac even though he's not like really given much to do other than like have a couple scenes where he looks really impressive in armor mm-hmm. um and uh, there was a lot of press before the movie came out about Lady Jessica's expanded role in this movie. And I think I was let down when I actually saw it because it's not that much more expanded than I remember. She's already a pretty big part of the book. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah she's a huge part of the book. So it yeah. wasn't like... She, I would yeah. say it's almost like it is, it is like she's just as much a part of it yeah. as Paul. Yeah, almost. definitely. And I liked Rebecca Ferguson a lot. I remember when she was cast, I was like, who is this actress? Um, but I, I thought she did a, a really good job. I wish that she had almost like kind of more of a harder quality to her. Um, mm-hmm. She cried a lot in like a couple of scenes. Uh, and I was like, maybe I like, obviously I'm pro crying, but I wish we had seen <laughs> like a few more scenes of her kind of like kicking butt maybe, you know, to yeah. that out. I think that like, I totally agree. I feel like um, her. I think that she is like very emotional, surprise, like almost surprisingly mm-hmm. in the book. She is like more emotional than you would expect. I think from mm-hmm. like, especially after like the Duke dies. Yeah. Um, but I think that one of the opportunities where they could they, that they sort of miss and that they could have shown her be like mm-hmm. more like. Uh, like almost like cutthroat or something Mm -hmm. like just because she is like a badass um but is when she's choosing the shut up mapes as the housekeeper because i think that in the book it's like this very like high tension scene where uh i'm pretty sure like blood is drawn i think because they're like oh you have to feed the blade of the uh special tooth of the 
the worm or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's very, it's like, it's very, it's a very like cool scene. And I think it sort of fell flat for me in this movie. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that, I think that there will probably be some more opportunities for her to be like cool and stuff because she becomes like a reverend mm-hmm. mother in or she will become a reverend mother mm-hmm. yeah blah 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 <laughs> yeah she was we're, yeah I, I hope, big words i hope that i hope we see her like more scenes of maybe just lady jessica even um because right now she was just like worrying a lot over paul which is understandable uh rebecca ferguson is only 12 years older than timothy chalamet which like if Ugh. he was playing a 15 year old like paul is supposed to be like makes sense oh like, uh, yeah, yeah it's not weird he also he does look he young. can like pass as he yeah like young. i think yeah he, yeah but um <laughs> there was like a weird scene where they're like getting dressed in front of each other and you're like mm, mothers and sons shouldn't be both be so hot you know <laughs> maybe that's not i do think the I one thing about the book that I didn't like was how weird Lady Jessica was about Cheney. Yeah. Like she, like she, I don't know, she had this. I don't know if it was like com- competitiveness about it or something weird. She just never, yeah. yeah, she just never liked Cheney, I guess. And I can already see, like in the last shot of the movie, oh, yeah. basically, is <laughs> Lady Jessica noticing yeah. that Paul is noticing Cheney. Yeah. And she's sort of like mm. worried about it, yeah. and I was like, "God damn it! Yep. Like, yep. can't you change this too, even just a little bit?" Like, yeah. like your son is like omniscient. Like, let him pick out his own girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, they. I appreciate Denny Villeneuve in that he's clearly a man who understands that like material culture is one of the best ways to like tell an untold story in a movie. Um, so I really like appreciated all of the outfits they put lady jessica in um and my favorite mm. was definitely yes. the orange veil she's wearing over like a jewel encrusted yeah. face piece when they arrive on arrakis yeah. so cool really yeah dope. very very cool mm-hmm. i loved that as well and i thought the stilgar um, suits also looked interesting yeah, yeah me too mm-hmm. the, st- the still, still suits. suits yeah still, stilgar yeah. Is, a, the, is the character yep uh <laughs> but like it kind of like a leftover remnant of jodorowsky the director who was first going to adapt Dune partnered with who's that guy from Alien? Anyway, partnered with him, and I felt like that like was a little like almost like nod to his weird designs. Cool. What the fuck was that guy's name, Mackenzie? Ah, I'm Geiger. sorry, Geiger. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that was really beautiful. Uh, not what did I think was beautiful? The costuming. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what did you think about the worm? I thought the worm is okay, honestly. Like, it does look like too much of a butthole to me. Um, I agree. I wish they had just kept the, like, flower petal, like, mouth design. Allison Wilmore in Vulture notes that the worm goes from being kind of this, like, vagina dentata flower to, Mm -hmm. like, a butthole. Um, Yeah. And uh, she writes something that I liked, which is that... uh, Villeneuve's sandworms, like so many details of his new movie, strive to come across as genuinely otherworldly. And from a context other than our own, they have a tunnel-like quality that's organic only in the sense that microscopic organisms that turn out to be nightmare fuel, when given their close-up, are still organic. Um, but I think like the the scenes of the worms like moving 
underneath the landscape were like mm-hmm. really beautifully done and exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be exciting to see a motherfucker riding one of those worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I did, you know, and we talked about this when we got out of the movie mm-hmm. that I liked that they changed was they uh, gender bended mm. the character of Liet Kynes mm-hmm. to a, a, be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave her a really cool send off. Yeah. I think that a lot of, I think a lot of the book almost like you can like miss a lot in the book, I think, because it does, it's not given a lot of time. Yeah. So I feel, or it's just like confusing yeah. where it's like this person died and you're <laughs> like, oh, on. I, I, yeah. yeah. But uh, in the movie, they, she has a really cool death. Um, and I think also her character is just like given more time and is just an actual character, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Um, especially cause I think that's Cheney's mom, mm-hmm. which we'll learn probably. What? But, um, Oh yeah. yeah. Cause Leah Kynes is her dad, I think in the book. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. That's going to be wild. So, I'm yeah. remembering a lot about the book. Uh, <laughs> which, what are you hoping for for part two? What are like some things that you hope they like expand upon or include or improve or don't include? I um, I hope that they continue the like humanness mm-hmm. of Paul. I hope that he remains like. I, I hope I don't know how they're going to do it, but I hope that they he. Re- is still like relatable yeah. <laughs> uh and that i i hope i hope that i am curious to see how they will deal it's a white savior narrative yeah. i'm curious to see how they will you know deal with that because i think there were a lot of like you know mm-hmm alluding there was a lot of like alluding to that in this one yeah but i'm interested to see how it will like play out i think i don't know yeah i think this was this was such an exposition heavy half of the film that i think it's very difficult Mm. to kind of parse out what this movie is going to say about like the colonialism white savior Mm -hmm. vibes um, they did mm-hmm. feel kind of half-baked, so I'm hoping that they expand upon that, like you were saying. Like we pointed out after seeing the movie, <laughs> Paul's dad is like, we're going to Arrakis to like mine some spice and become like rich. We need desert power. Uh, and then when Paul is meeting with the Fremen, he's like, my dad wanted to come here because of you guys. Like he wanted, like you were his, like, this the the thing that he needed you know like it was you mm-hmm. and it was like not really yeah. Paul <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the very lucrative uh, you know natural resource um, mm-hmm. I am super excited to see how they do Paul's little sister Aaliyah who spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert if you're looking forward to Dune two is gonna have to do some crazy shit like doesn't she kill the Barons yes. yes they need to do they have to do I think an even bigger time jump. Right, like they have to just make it. I think so. I think she has to be like eight, exactly. Yeah, at least eight. Because in the book, she's like three. They just gotta, and Paul has a kid too. Like they just have to age everybody up a a while. (laughs) But how are they gonna do it? Because the thing, okay, this is why I was confused at the where they ended it in this one. Because in this one, we know that Lady Jessica is pregnant, but in the book, 
Lady Jessica takes a drug. Yeah. It's like the water of life. And that's what like makes Aaliyah a freaky three-year-old with like all Renesmee. the knowledge of the universe. Becomes- yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But they didn't include that. So they're going to have to have that scene in part two. Yeah. But there's also a time skip. So, like, how are they going to do yeah, it? Maybe they got I to, thought this would have been a yeah. perfect opportunity for them to do, like, a natural time skip where it's, like, Lady Jessica takes a drug yeah. and then the, end the movie, yeah. basically. And then part two will pick up with she has the kid. Yeah. Paul has a kid. Yeah. They've all, uh, you know, adopted the Fremen life, you know. And yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to cover in the second movie. But this was a long-ass movie, so I'm sure it'll be just in the end, you know, like five solid hours of... Uh, <laughs> Six, six. Yeah, six hours of Dune. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also think, so I'm looking forward to, like, um, seeing the, like, Harkonnen fight. Oh, yeah. The nephew fight. The fade, Um, Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that because I feel like it's just, it it is, like, an interesting scene, I think, from the book. And it gets more into, like, uh, the Emperor, I guess. Here's... I, I liked... I liked in this one that they had Cheney do the voiceover instead of yes. Princess Erlon, yes. who Princess Erlon is who. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> is who Paul marries, uh, and it's and to like become basically the emperor eventually. Yep, I guess is like the plan. Uh-huh. Um, okay, and she is like history a historian, yeah. so she is like you're Telling, the yeah. dude book is like framed with her like history she like writes about all this um and so in david lynch's dune she's the person that's like voicing Mm -hmm. it over and is like telling the story basically but i like that it was cheney's voice because i think that one thing that i do really like about the dune book is that they they're like uh they're like they do highlight that like cheney is a very important character Mm -hmm. and that she she set some things in motion, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul would be nothing without these strong ladies behind him. Um, <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> well, truly. Like, I think, well, one thing I did like about about this, sorry, okay. is that, uh, is that I think you see Paul struggling with his, like, he's being forced into yeah. this role that he didn't really want. And I, so basically, Paul is the result of, like, a breeding program Eugenics. from his yeah. mom and the Benny Gesserits that has been like going on for centuries. Yeah. And I think he's like pissed about it. You know, like I think, I think you get that uh, from this mm. adaption, um, which I liked. Yeah. I think that contributes to him being like more human and relatable really is that he just like didn't choose this. He doesn't really, mm-hmm. he, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope, here are my hopes for part two. Uh, uh-huh. The older Skarsgård, Stellan, plays the Baron. Mm-hmm. And he's in a fat suit, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah. And just doesn't play well. But I right. hope they cast as his other nephew, Fade Routha, Fade Rutha, whatever the fuck these people. No, it is that, it's that man. It's the man with the, blo- the, the bald man. He's there already. He's there? That's him? It's, um, yeah. what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, well, then I hope Mm -hmm. his other nephew, the other one, gets cast as his son, Alexander Scars. One of the the other little Scars. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I would like that. 
And then I had heard that they offered Emma Roberts, Princess Ireland, <sighs> which I am like, no. no Dear no, 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 God, no. no. There's got to be another... What the hell? Like, blonde, imperial looking. It should actress. be, you know who it who? should be? It should be the person, the girl from Ozarks with the curly Oh, Julia hair. Garner. That, she's already yeah. so alien looking. That'd be so good. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. That would be perfect. Right. And she and Timothy would look like two weird sea creatures yeah. <laughs> next to each other. Yes. We yes, listen, we called Timothy. Yeah. We're calling it out. Julia Garner, oh, please that'd be really good. hear us. Okay, yeah. That'd be really good. <laughs> And then I don't know any child actors that could play Aaliyah, but I do like that little girl who was in uh, the Florida Project. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I like her too. So maybe her. I don't know how old they're going to go, but maybe her. Who knows? Yeah. How are they going to do it? It's such a weird thing that they did. It's so weird. <laughs> it's going to be like in Pet Cemetery where it's the toddler is running around and then they cut away and it's a little person instead. <laughs> Right. Mackenzie, what are your final thoughts on Dune? It's been so long. It's We're still so fresh off seeing it, and it's on HBO Max, so I might even watch it again. Yeah, that's how I was mm. feeling. I I might watch mm. it again, because it is, like, such a lush world. Yes. You just, like, it's, it's just a fun world to be mm. in, frankly. Um, I'm going to rate it. Oh. I'm going to rate it an eight. Yeah. You know, I've really enjoyed it. I think I've been anticipating it for like mm-hmm. a fucking ever since I read yeah. the book, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there are a few things I would have done differently mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was given the chance to mm-hmm. make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I didn't like disappoint me really. I, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, and I went in, kind of i went in wary yeah, you know totally. uh but i i think it lived up to my expectations yeah. so i'm gonna go with yeah an eight. i think i'm gonna go with an eight too i really enjoyed it i guess i really like denny villeneuve movies i think um yeah, me too. yeah i think like something he does really well um that he did in blade runner 2049 too is just like this sense of scale that situates like human people in an alien or unfamiliar world but still makes you care about the characters and he just has a really beautiful eye too for you know set design and um, yeah all those little things and it was a different Mm -hmm. uh cinematographer than he usually works with too yeah so i was like worried to i was worried that it would not be as beautiful (laughs) as his previous movies because of that because i think i think his name let me look it up really quick. I think it's Roger Deakins, but I'm not sure. So, yeah. So, Deakins has done, like, he did, like, Blade Runner 2049, and it's the, that was their third. He did Prisoners in Sicario, gotcha. too. Gotcha. Okay. With Valley New. Um, and I, so, yeah. I was worried that it would not be as beautiful. <laughs> but it, you know, it. It re- I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was very successful in that. Sometimes a movie can get by on so much by just being really nice to look at, you know? Uh, yeah. So kudos for that to the whole team. Right. I think a lot of pe- critics are saying that mm. it's like a soulless mm. movie. Like, well, it's split, yeah. right? Like, a lot of critics love it. But I think some, if, pe- if people don't like it, they're saying it's a soulless story and uh it just is relying on like these beautiful landscapes and set pieces so and i think that i think well i think that to be honest 
the book and yeah. the previous adaptions are more soulless Definitely. because like and that this movie is actually you know doing the material a favor by making it have more of a soul yeah. i really think I that agree. i think that you know the book uh i mean i love the book okay but it is you're like paul's kind of not he's not very interesting he's good for the chosen yeah. one slash uh messiah yeah. you know he's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like i liked that i liked paul more in this yeah, one really definitely. well that was our dune episode and it was doing some good things to us yeah yeah we approve as the yeah. dune experts <laughs> someone alert denny villeneuve yeah um chick flicks is researched and written by richard hovell and edited by Mackenzie chapman many thanks to tim creep carlson for our music our next episode will air on november 8th and we'll be watching school of rock and dead poet society you can follow chick flicks on instagram and twitter at chick flicks pod and email us at chick at gmail.com thanks for listening bye, bye.